0: The questions from one of our beloved Patreon supporters, and I ask people to remember that this comes from practical experience as well. You know, after the heartbreak, the alienation that's been suffered from so-called comrades on the left. I mean, this is no bullshit. This is what the lumpen class are going through: this alienation and ostracization from privileged motherfuckers <laughs> who aren't even dialectical materialist scientific socialists we need to think of that and and again just as much solidarity as you show, with camps of defendants to the disabled and the elderly it's it's a resource for others to just get a glimpse a tiny little taste of eugenics and social engineering which is going on in the world and we have to understand that if we're ostracizing lumping disabled elderly anything like that from our orgs we're part of that eugenics campaign it's social eugenics and we can't be doing that shit it's insane so again just remember it comes from practical experience alienation ostracization emily welcome to revolutionary lumpen radio
1: hi guys i've been listening um acutely, and i went on from disability twitter which is a group of disabled activists um, i call collectively disabled twitter Does you get like LGBT twitter or black twitter yeah. or poor person club twitter yeah and your camps of dependence is what i've been talking about since sorry i'm <laughs> not sure it's um for um a couple of years when i got radicalized with basically having a visible well not visible obvious disability and Uh, being autistic, and other forms of neurodiversions. And a lot of that is very similar, I don't know if you you use that as a reference, of a very capitalist condition in the history and politics of disability, which is a Marxist take where where a lot of the beginning of that film. And I feel heard, because Shabby knows, and a couple of other people know this thing, somewhat. my story. Um, and we'll, mm. hopefully a later date we can go into that. Um, mm. Cough, cough. Yeah, um, but it's one of those things where that is not seen. The the that there's a um, labour theory of social relation, which is coined by um, Marsha Russell in one of her essays called "Capitalism and Disability," where she says that disabled people are inherently disabled and ostracised. Because of a lack of ability to work in your video, very astutely, and thank you for doing that video and saying that it's a Marxist and a socialist problem to deal with disability mm. and maybe getting ostracized and people not seeing disabilities as an oppression. Um, so, for me, really, my main question I would put to you, James, and anyone also in this pod would be how would you get the left and in- the Marxist tradition, that means like anarchists, communists, socialists, etc., to stand behind disabled people and stop the marginalization of disabled people. And the reason why I say that is often we're not seen as having political capital, like people of color or LGBT people or um, what have you, as really ability or able to, to, to feel good. I have had very few people wanting to come out against Atos or <laughs> the DWP, um, versus going out to like the you know to, to other events that are fashionable mm, and I can I, and I can talk yeah, about that in a later the date um in depth with references. But I just want you to kind of your thoughts on how we can poke and prod um people in the Marxist tradition, because don't like seeing left, because people see left and think liberal and all that kind of crap, um, because they're fixated on workers, you know, this worker, that worker, this worker, and I feel alienated from that, so I was like how how can we bring in disability as an oppressed group and have a Marxist analysis of disabled people, so I'll, I'll shut up and... <laughs>
0: Thanks for that. James, before you respond, can I just ask you to basically re- react to what was said before the question, please? And then answer the question.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, sorry, I'm just composing myself. Uh, first of all, thank you for asking the question, Emily. Um, it's. Uh, I, don't, I I said this to Shippy before I came on, but um, Camps was a really meaningful film for myself. I come from a background of disabled family. Um, I would identify myself as a disabled Marxist. Um, I don't want to go into why. Uh, That's something I keep discreet to myself. But um, yeah, it's quite a close question to my heart. And um, the alienation of disabled people from society is incredibly profound and incredibly meaningful. And the exclusion from from labour is its, is, its, is its crux because whilst we've had, you're quite correct to say, um, because whilst we've had, you know, earlier forms of vile behaviour toward disabled people and specific types of disabled people, for example, there were periods in in Rome and Greece where disabled children with visible disabilities were killed and we've had periods uh, where, you know, uh, there's even been periods in the past where there was a market in creating Um, children with physical disabilities, um, particularly dwarfism, to behave as jesters. We've never had a systemic exclusion until capital kind of controlled society. And that manifested in some of the most awful violence that has like, frankly not been dealt with in our movement in a lot of ways. So, I mean, one thing that people don't know about for example even the industrial revolution everyone has a kind of view of the industrial revolution where you know it was brutal but you know it was still the birthplace of civilization in a lot of people's views in britain and you know what they did to disabled children during the industrial revolution was they locked them in basements and left them to die in them and that issue wasn't taken up by the labour movement even then so i i completely understand where the question comes from i feel incredibly moved to know that you felt heard that moves me immensely um, and it means a lot to know that this film has 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 registered with who who it's about um, I think is the key thing for me because I've had a lot of disabled activists since it since it went out come getting in contact with me and saying that much the same as what you've said and it's always I always have a very quite I emotionally react to it quite a lot because it I'm glad that it served that purpose because that's what I wanted it to do. I wanted it to try and give a voice to that section of the lumpen and the working class because it, it's a section that very rarely has a voice. In terms of the question itself, then, um, it's a difficult one, um, and I think we first need to be upfront. That this isn't a problem with any one organization on the left. I've been around the left in Britain Marxist left in Britain quite a while now, and they're all disablest as fuck pretty much. I'm not going to name any kind of organization but it's it's a question that it receives very little analysis. it's treated as a matter of benefits at the benefit of the welfare state, if anything and The kind of reasoning that people kind of give for what would happen under socialism is kind of just, oh, they'd be taken care of rather than any kind of liberatory statement. Um, It's a question that it's very hard to get people to think about. Um, And I've gone through a number of different periods where I had different degrees of hope for this. So, I mean, there was a moment in response to austerity following 2008 where Disabled Peoples Against the Cuts appeared to be gaining leadership of the more radical wings of the anti-austerity movement, and that that seemed to kind of be pushing things forward. Unfortunately, Corbynism happened, and we were, the Disabled Peoples movement was turned into an electoral prop that was swiftly abandoned after that. I had a lot of hope for this, a new way, the new wave of student activism at first, and particularly the people who brought in intersectional ideas, because I thought finally someone's going to actually deal with this question. So it's a difficult critique to make, but I think it's one that we need to make, that actually what has resulted is every single oppression but disability is in, is kind of included in those intersectional analyses these days. You know, it's very rare that you see disability noted as an, a characteristic of oppression or uh, an oppressed group. And I think that's a really difficult question to wrestle with because in every instance, we have been excluded. Um, The disabled people's movement has been excluded from more traditional organising. It has been excluded from all these different things. um, And where we have been active or where organisations have been strong, like Disabled People Against the Cuts, we've been suppressed ideologically and turned into useful tools for the Labour Party. Now that leaves us with the very difficult question of how do we actually burst through that situation and I wish I could give a simple answer but I think it begins with really setting out that class analysis of what disability is as a form of oppression among the disabled people's movement itself because there are a lot of different views of what disability is that we still need to kind of deal with then we need to begin to make concrete demands as a disabled people's movement and I think that can only actually come outside of the left by communists working in the disabled people's movement as we saw in the ILM in the 1970s in Britain um, and 1980s you know we saw huge disabled people's movement in America and and in Britain and across the globe as well, through that period where disabled people took organization into their own hands, banded together to try and construct uh, collectively owned forms of care in the form of independent living centers and tried to make demands from that basis. So you need a combination of things. You need a disabled people's movement that is willing to act organizationally independently. That, I think, has to come in the form of new organisations, because even the organisations that formed since 2008 have gradually ossified as a result of Corbynism, and that's just an uncomfortable and difficult reality. And then you need to start trying building physical power bases by um, getting some form of care centre together, collectively on, to form as a kind of base for those disabled activists. And then you need to start kind of making demands and making them not just articulating those demands, not just at centres of power like councils or the government, but also articulating those demands at the left and shaming them where they exclude us and directly being confrontational about it. As difficult as that is, the fact that we have a left that is so comfortable to either completely ignore eugenics in Britain on a scale like we've seen through the COVID pandemic or to treat it as a kind of paternalistic pursuit. Both of those things are absolutely shameful and need to be challenged actively in a confrontational way. We need to be clear with them. But you know, I've read a lot of newspapers of the British left coverage of the care crisis in Britain. It's it's chalked up to incompetence, it's chalked up to Lack of resources, or the disabled aren't even mentioned, and it's it's turned into a conversation about the wages of care workers, and all of those things need to be directly and antagonistically challenged. I think the disabled uh, people's union that we've seen come up recently could be used as a vehicle with that if we organised quickly. If not, then it will have to come from more localised contexts um, where collectives of us that actually have physical bonds to each other and can meet can work together because it's a very difficult context, it's a very difficult circumstance, and I don't think that we're going to just ideologically change people's minds without waging political campaigns against that inactivity. I hope that answers your question, but if there's anything else you want me to expand upon, please do say this is a really important question, and it's one that like, the left has buried for a long time, and it's not even just buried. Like, Traditionally, like in the past, the Marxist movement has even allowed eugenicists in some of our parties, in some of our trends,
0: Thanks again for tuning into Revolutionary Lumpen Radio. The system of capitalism is driving this climate catastrophe.
1: The UK okay, is complicit in Israel's violation of
2: Palestinian human rights for investment in supporting the border- it's not just a moral stand, it's a political stand. The role that Israel plays securing the interests of US and British imperialism in the Middle East. Some people often kind of talk about
0: Iraq or Afghanistan today, where I am. And I like understand
2: these conflicts that have literally been going on since I was born. It's just like horrifying. We have some placards, one of them which said the prefactual point that Zionism is racism. Is
1: I personally refused to learn my parents language my brother did i'm a bit older than him so i've gone through 9 11. that was the first time i realized that i look different
0: today much of what passes for leftism is actually quite right wing, quite destructive. The dictatorship of the proletariat is how the social order in a given country can be steered in a socialist direction. This idea of dialectics is that everything is a web of life, deeply interconnected. The conversation to me is, how do we make all labor less exploitative for women my writing was first and foremost for disabled people for outcasts and for folks on social assistance the homeowner association started up because they wanted to exclude certain ethnicities (laughs) from the